The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Eva Smith. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Russian warship. Go fuck yourself. Episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 690, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, if you're turning on the news and feeling like, wow, is it the 80s all over again? <laughs> um, then you need... A cup of True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. It's the hottest, blackest, most metal coffee on the planet. When you subscribe at the website, not only do you get great coffee every month and you don't you know, run the risk of running out, unless, of course, you drink more coffee than the average subscriber, then you're on your own. But the point is, you're not going to run out of coffee and... You get great music. Coffee mm-hmm. Bean Oculta is curating music for you every month to bring you new music, new bands, all sorts of fun stuff, cross promotions. Oh, they've also just started back, and I don't know how long it's going to be around, but Grim Bits. You remember that, Snowy? Where you can get their coffee beans in dark chocolate. Ooh. Oh, Mrs. Snowy loves chocolate. Yeah, it's some good stuff. Like, see, there's the Valentine's gift that um, oh, yeah. that we need for Perfect. people on this show, right? Uh-huh. That's the chocolate we get people, you know, because I think that would be, because is, is chocolate considered a depressant or a stimulant? <laughs> like, well, uh, it all depends on how, if, if you just have a couple pieces of it, you're... You, you're you're excited. Mm, this is great. You're excited. You had some great chocolate. You have too much, then you start feeling guilty, and then you start. I okay. shouldn't have ate that much chocolate. Well, I, I, and I'm thinking about this though, because like I feel like for real, there is isn't caffeine in chocolate? Isn't that how that works? So there is. caffeine in chocolate with caffeine in um, uh, the coffee beans, like. I feel like this should be as addictive as heroin, right? Right? The oh, Grim yeah. Bits, probably. Oh. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. If you're going to get addicted to something, get it, 
you know, something from True Cavalt Coffee. Well, yeah, tattoos and grim bits. Those are two addictions you can live with, right? That's good <laughs> right. stuff. That's what you need. If you're going to get addicted right. to something, get addicted to tattoos and grim bits. The only problem with tattoos is eventually you're going to run out of space. Uh, yeah. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've often wondered that. You see these people with tattoos just head to toe and all that. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do you do now? You're done. That's probably why they start having children. I don't know. You know, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Tattoo yeah. the children. But, oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, but anyway, right. True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Oh, Snowman, welcome to 1982. I turned on the TV. Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down your wall. Oh, wait. No, we've got that no. wrong. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> but, good news. The president we have is just as senile. Right, so uh, yeah, I don't got much faith in what we got up here either. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of fun. <clears throat> yeah, I was not expecting that kind of intro from you today. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit! I'm like, well, we're gonna run with it. Well, yeah, yeah, the Russian warship, go fuck yourself. That was um, when the when all of this went down. And the Russian, um, they had invaded Snake Island, which is just south of Odessa in the Black Sea. And they demanded their surrender. They were going to take over. And these brave Ukrainian soldiers, you know, said their response was just that. Go fuck yourself. And I hope years from now. Okay, this is this this quote this is some major Winston Churchill shit, you know? Well, you know, it's and, uh, really I, ho funny. I hope someday it's taught in schools. <clears throat> here's what, here's what amuses me about this. Um, is that honestly gives me a little bit of a speed vibe. Do you remember speed? The movie speed, Dennis Hopper, oh, right. um, Keanu yeah. Reeves. What's her right. name? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't remember the girl. The chick flick chick. It's not a chick flick. No, no, the, the chick flick chick that does all the chick flicks. What's her name? You're right. I can't remember now. Oh, either. my God. She was in The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But my favorite movie that she's in is Demolition Man. Okay. Oh, my goodness. No, not Sarah Jessica Parker. Sandra something? <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's, yes. Ooh. Oh, ooh, that, was, that was a rough one. <clears throat> but so in the movie Speed... Um, you know, when Dennis Hopper's character is like shooting Keanu Reeves, he's like, got anything to say? He's like, fuck you. He's like, in 200 years, we've gone, I regret that I have only one life to give to my country to fuck you. And uh, when I heard that with the Ukrainian warships, I'm like, yep. Someday as well, yeah. the, that, the, that quote, okay, is going to be a Sabaton song. Oh, I just yeah. have this feeling like that's, that that is some very metal shit. Not to make light of this situation, but yeah, this you know, a couple years down the line, that's going to be some metal song. It's gonna this 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 event right now is going to have some some impact on the metal world. And of course, our thoughts, our hearts, our minds just go out to the people of the, of the Ukraine. It's just yeah. th this is a terrible situation, and we want to say. Hello and horns up to all of those brave Russian um, citizens that are protesting this. 
and protesting just to protest in Russia alone is a criminal offense. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I, the, the, the trucker convoy and all that. Okay. You guys aren't being arrested and thrown in jail. Just, just for, for, for doing this part of me. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some, some people have been charged with, okay. Ever since the emergencies act, though came out there had there have been some arrests which i'm totally opposed you know to our our fearless leader pulling that fucking shit out okay so yeah it just before all of that like they called themselves freedom fighters the, you know these these truckers it's like well okay i'm not going to I'm not going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not, like, okay, what they did was important. It was important to them, and they had every right to do it. But don't don't anyone compare their protest and their freedom fighting to those brave people in Russia. It's well, yeah. not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, no, it's really not. No. No, it really isn't. So, yeah, yeah, horns up to all of those brave people. And, you know, it's a terrible situation. They're, they're in another terrible situation before we get on to some, uh, like, some stuff we want to talk about and have a little more upbeat and fun episode here at the top of the hop, unfortunately, there was a dedication. And if everyone is wondering, well, who is Eva Smith? I've never heard of. I've never heard of her. Is she a is she a vocalist? Is she this? Is she that? No, Eva Smith was sort of quasi a friend of mine from the uh, Winnipeg hard rock scene. I guess you would call it. Um, it's just it's just one of those in. She was an internet friend. Okay, lives in Winnipeg with me, but I had met her um, through the uh, Canadian Classic Rock Facebook page. Every day she was posting either a, a song from Streetheart or Harlequin or some cool Canadian Classic Rock. She was just very, very passionate about it. And we just started communicate we just started communicating through facebook and all that and we had actually planned on meeting meeting up just to have a drink and hang out and all that good stuff once the world kind of opened up some more and we she was starting to go to shows and all that well unfortunately i got a kick in the gut yesterday as we speak when i got into work and i found out that eva had passed away yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I could not believe that. It was like right out of left field. And just kind of in a roundabout way, she was actually sort of kind of participating on this show before. One of my metal fix at some point last year, I believe it was, um, we were talking about a, a little impromptu facebook contest that i was doing while i was at work i only have uh an old-fashioned ghetto blaster for music at work so i only have regular terrestrial radio it was the tuesday afternoon and you know the typical 
corporate rock radio bullshit. You know, it's two, two songs, two for Tuesday. Okay, that just means you're going to play a bunch of two songs from a band that I don't really want to listen to because all the good stuff. Okay, they they only play one song from the Ramones. They play one song from Motorhead, Uriah Heep. One song from Rat, which is Round and Round. Great song. You know, when it comes on the radio, the my world stops for that for that three and a half minutes and all that. But it got me thinking, okay, well, what the hell is song number two going to be? Because they don't play any other rat songs. Like, what the hell right. is it going to be? You know? So, so just for shits and giggles, you know, and it's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. Just, just for that, I decided, okay, I'm going to... Put it on Facebook, and the first person that can guess what that second rat song might have been, I will buy them a drink at the next show or whatnot. Okay. And Eva was the first one that had guessed Lay It Down from, uh, was it the Invasion of Your Privacy record? They all run together. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than whatever album gave us way cool junior, everything else blends together for me. Oh, hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it looks like I'm not going to get a chance to, to buy Eva that drink. So I figured, you know what? Let's at least do a dedication on this show and tell all of our listeners just what a cool lady she was. No, that she actually... I've talked many times on this show about my many exploits at the zoo, at the zoo nightclub here. I don't ever remember seeing her there, but God only knows how many times I could have. I just didn't know her at the time. But she always had lots of stories about her time at this club, too. So I was really looking forward to that drink and then just sharing all these stories. And it just... It just, it just isn't going to happen. So, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for lending me their ear and shoulder. I really appreciate it. Um, let's get on with everything, because I know you've got some stuff that you did earlier today that you're kind of chomping sure at, the, at the bit to get at. So we're going to do that. But first, before we get into everything... Let's do our mandatory metal segment, courtesy of True Cavalt Coffee. Now, everyone is familiar with Gruesome. Okay, we've had a couple of members of the band on the show, Matt, Mr. Matt Harvey. It's one of his projects. And Gruesome is basically a musical love letter to the band Deaf. Okay, while I was pissing around on um, on Bandcamp just the other day, I found this, uh, it's kind of the same idea, courtesy of Motor Punk Records. Okay, now this is an independent label that deals with punk rock that, you know, punk and metal and, you know, metal bands, punk bands that sound like Motorhead and all that. It, it's everything that you kind of think it would be except for kind of this one band okay to that is to what gruesome is to death this band is to 
Bathory. This band goes under the name Elizabeth. Oh, nice. Ah, Elizabeth Bathory. I get it. I get it. And so I gave Elizabeth's record a spin, really good stuff. And I said, you know what? This has to be... uh, this this has to be the mandatory metal segment song. So, without further ado, from their self-titled record, this is Elizabeth with the Beast Inside. been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. For this week, dude, I uh, I stopped at the old liquor store on the way and I remember last episode, um, I was just raving about the uh, Jack Daniels honey flavored. You, you, you remember that? Well, this week I grabbed the Tennessee apple flavor and i poured a drink as we just sat down and this is really good stuff it's got the nice sweet 
fruity taste to it, but it's also a total lemmy drink as well. So it's it's not quite a chick drink. Okay, but well, it depends. It's, Are it's you drinking totally with Diet Coke again? Um, yeah, I am. Sorry. So then it's totally a chick drink. Okay, fair Darn enough. It. And there goes I'm the gonna, phone. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to suck that one up now. But this, this is some really good stuff. This is some really good stuff. This is probably the kind of Jack that I could that I could drink straight too, if needs be. Kind of fill up my uh, my uh, Hell's Headbanger flask yeah. next show. Ah, there we go. Well, I'm kind of curious. Like, what does the apple? How's the apple flavor mixed with Coca Cola? That's not a flavor I would expect. Um, it's it's kind of sounds like it. it, it it's exactly what it sounds like. You can, it's. It's kind of half apple, half cola. Okay. And it, 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 it actually mixes quite well. Okay. Uh, Granny Smith apples, Red Delicious, or Macintosh? Uh, I think it's just plain old red ones. I mean, it, oh. Uh, I couldn't, couldn't resist oh, that one, dude. Oh, oh those those green uh, Granny Smiths, the, yeah. the, those, green, those are addicting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I oh, like, like, Granny I, Smith. I can't, like when we buy apples, it can't be green granny smiths all the time because i'll just eat most of them in the first day like they're so bad and you can only you know they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away yeah well a bag of them will bring the doctor to you i mean so. only if the doctor really needs apples <laughs> you know? fair enough fair enough fair enough well i know you're chawing at the bit here to uh tell us what's going on with your metal fix what's happening well man this was the annual comics expo here in um the charleston area put on by captain's comics every year and apparently this was the 14th annual Ah. yeah i i can't believe that they've been doing the expo this long i'm not even sure how long the store's been around um, I guess at least 14 years, but that mm-hmm. it's this is the shop that we always frequent. Um, I absolutely love it. This expo is a blast. You know, you, you see some standard vendors every year. Sometimes there's some new ones. Like there was a new vendor today, who is a lady <clears throat> based here in Charleston that does like uh, kind of mid-century themed art kind of that atomic age style art but it's also all focused around disney so those are Uh. two things that mix really well um and i saw her booth and i'm looking and i'm like oh my goodness did you design all this she's like yeah i'm like this is amazing so um i picked up a bunch of goodies from that um for all the disney fans in my life which there are a lot of them Mm-hmm. You know, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that was a hoot and a holler, and that was great to see. Um, as always, that today was Star Wars Day, so they had Star Wars cosplayers. They bring in the five zero first. They have um, like life size movie uh, backdrops. So if you frame the photo just right, it looks like the stormtrooper is really like on the forest moon of Endor, um, oh. which which I happen to get one just right. Um, so do you remember last year when I got this great hoodie that was Gamera fighting Godzilla? Remember me mm, uh, yeah. about that? Mm-hmm. So we went back to that booth this year, right? 
and, and actually, I have a couple funny stories to share with this. Um, <clears throat> important backstory. My son, at some point, is terrified of Chucky. He's never okay. seen Child's Play, nothing. But we were in like another comic shop, and he saw like the Chucky doll and literally froze in his tracks. He's like, what's that? I'm like, that's Chucky. He's like... That's really creepy. And like it it <laughs> it literally gives him nightmares having only seen the doll. Like not not, not knowing any backstory about it at all. Like none. Right. You know, but so so that's important for the story because we walk into this booth and I'm walking around checking stuff out and I'm like, Oh, Nicholas, look at this shirt. He comes over, he's like, Yeah, it's a Chucky shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts slowly backing away and I'm explaining to the gentleman in the booth. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't like Chucky. I'm like, I don't know where this came from. And I'm like, not that I blame him. He's like, no, he's like, Chucky's super creepy, you know? Mm. So, you know, we come back and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some shirts because, um, he bought out like the famous monsters of Filmland shirts. And oh. so he, he, basically when these are gone, they're gone. Right. Okay. And the sizes are dwindling and he goes to other shows and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so I told Nicholas, I'm like, pick out a shirt. And he was being a real sweet kid. And he's cause he doesn't want me to spend too much money on him, that sort of thing. I'm like, just mm-hmm. whatever. And he's like he's like, No, I'm good. I'm like, Well, if you don't pick a shirt out, I'm gonna buy you this Chucky shirt. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy at the booth just lost it. Like he started, he busted out laughing immediately. And then, you know, my son's like, oh, yeah, right. And he's like, okay, this one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, so like he got, um, he got, oh, is it, I can't remember which Godzilla versus, no, it's not Godzilla versus Kong. It's a King Kong movie. He, and I think he says it was 62. But it's like Kong, and it's a it's a pretty famous picture of like Kong like ripping the dinosaur jaws uh, apart. I feel like they do that in almost every Kong movie now. Well, um, there was the original thirty three. Yeah, it's not thirty three because Kong there, looks different. Okay, there was the seventy six with Je- with Jessica Lang, and it was just it was such a low budget film that they they didn't really have dinosaurs. He just fought this giant snake, and he yeah. did rip the he did rip the jaws. Off of that, and then Peter Jackson in the '90s had his four-hour epic. If you get the uncut, was that version. the one with Jack Black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that one. No, no, no it was amazing. I just recently really the Jack Black recently, one. Yeah, I okay. took an afternoon out just just recently and and uh, and slapped it on. Yeah, no, it's it's one of it's one of my favorite films. I remember we caught it in the theater the the, the first time and I went with my wife and daughter and you know, spoiler, they shoot the ape down, you know. No. Yeah. And, oh yeah, man. And, and I can hear the I can hear all the sniffing beside me, like when the ape died. That's <laughs> pretty know? funny. And, and I mean, yeah, I'd well, be crying you know, too, but you know. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. it was tough. It was no, such a well-made movie. It was tough to watch. Yeah, even I, though, even though I knew what was going to happen. All right, I'm going to have to give it another shot because, and and maybe I'm confusing them here, but I'll, I'll have to go back and look for it because, honestly, um, the most recent Kong has been my favorite. Skull um, Island. Yeah, yeah, the one in 2017. Okay, good. I'll be mentioning some Kong and Godzilla in my metal fix. Here. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. 
But um, anyway, so he gets that one. And then the hoodie I got last year with Godzilla fighting Gamera, mm-hmm. they had a shirt this year. I don't remember Ooh. seeing this shirt last year. So I got one of those. And son of a gun, he had um, an artist illustration from one of the famous Monsters of Filmland covers, the more recent run. But it was like the 54 Godzilla with a train in his mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so um, I came home with that. You know, because I, I couldn't stop myself. I had to. Um, but those were like my big expenditures today. Um, my son went crazy. He had so much fun. You know, he'd been saving birthday money and Christmas money and, and all this sort of stuff and putting money aside. And um, he went with his budget. And like he loves like little Lego minifigures, and so right. he, he easily bought a dozen of those today. And um, <laughs> he found some Harry Potter stuff. Um, but one of the coolest things, right? So check this out. So we had not one but three Power Rangers actors today. Oh, okay. Right and um, so he met the first one. I think he was from like Dino Morphers or something like that. Or no, there's two different dinosaur ones because whatever yeah, the <laughs> current whatever the current season is of Power Rangers, um, the current girl playing Pink Ranger was there today. All right, like and so she's like current, but the other two were like past series, and because I mean like Power Rangers, they basically you know pick a theme, run it for a while, end it start a new theme, run it for a while, end it, you know, and they just kind of keep it going. Um, but so, man, I, I can hit, say, like, all the actors doing the Power Rangers, because, I mean, you see their on-screen character and that sort of stuff, and, you know, the Power Rangers are, are meant to be, like, that nice role model for kids. And mm-hmm. coming to a Comic-Con like this and meeting my son, they all take that to heart, like, it was okay. so cool, right? Because they just, every, every one of them took the time just to talk to my son, ask his name, what's going on, talk to him, what's your favorite episode, all this sort of stuff. And they, just each one of them had a conversation with him. But the one that he wanted to see the most is one who's at, who, um, it's Rory, oh, this is terrible. Um, I just posted about him. Hold on, let's see if I can hey, find it's, it's, it's just, yeah, <laughs> you as the parent, you just, you see your 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 kids excited, so you smile and nod well, and exactly. shake hands, and yeah, like well, his name is Roy Travis, and it it was he was the Red Ranger in one of his favorite series, and he was really all about the Red Ranger in this series, and um, so we went back, and I actually paid for like the autographed and picture and stuff to give him the whole experience, but um, and then I'm like, hey, can we just snap a photo real quick? He's like, oh sure. So he comes from behind the table. Hands my son his helmet to hold for the picture. Oh. If you could have seen his face light up, like, oh. and I was trying to like snap pictures in the moment to capture stuff because j- just he was so excited. Mm-hmm. And and they even like posed and said it's morphin time. And I mean, you know how many times he's probably said that, and is still doing it. And and the the super cool thing about this guy is that he was there with his family. Right. So he's there with his wife and son and they were there earlier and then they weren't there when we went back. But um, when we were out getting lunch at one of the food trucks, he was actually in line behind us. And so, like, I'm just watching him with his son, like, oh, what do you want? Oh, it's just he's, he's a great parent, great, you know, 
like role model for kids. Just man, uh, like just major, major props to Rory Travis. Like he was just awesome today. Right on. He was so excellent, stinking cool. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that that's the kind of stuff that you want. Oh, and okay, I I should have taken more pictures and written this down, but you being the crazy nerd that you are might know this. Okay. What? Huh? Me? Batgirl was Yvonne Craig in the original like 60s series, right? It was, yeah. Well, we met somebody who played Batgirl, but she was only Batgirl when she toured with um, Bert, uh, Bert Ward and, oh my goodness, Adam West. A- Adam West, yeah. Yeah, it, because apparently like they were, they were going to start doing like the convention circuit thing. And um, Yvonne Craig didn't want to go around as Batgirl. And so they hired somebody else. And so this lady got the gig. And she's like, yeah, I toured with them for like seven years. Uh-huh. And um, then she's like, yeah, I ended up you know, leaving California, moved to North Carolina, raised my family. And then after that, um, she's like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to write down my story. And now she's found herself on the convention circuit once again because you know, she was Batgirl. She has DC Comics Blessing. They've, you know, uh, give her posters and stuff to sell and things. It just, it's really, really cool. Like her story is fantastic. And she, again, was just so nice. Took the time to talk to my son. Cause he's like, yeah, can we go talk to Batgirl? I'm like, sure. You know? So, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like every, every year, I mean, dude, she's probably like our age, you know? Mm. You know? not older by now. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she she's at least our age because she was saying that she was ten when Yvonne Craig was on the series or something like that. Oh well, yeah, that was even okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, she'd be about five years older than us then. Yeah, yeah, at least right. So, so yeah, right on. Oh no, I would stand in line to meet any Batgirl. Oh yeah, yeah, and she was so nice, and and that's the thing is like, I the probably the nicest thing today is you know. And, and I, I finally realized that going to these comic conventions and then the month of October and record store day, those are the only times of the year that I feel normal in public. Hey, I'm, I'm realizing hey, this. Yeah. Like I realize this. like I go here, I see a group of people, people are dressed every which way. I mean, you know, people are commenting on the Anthrax short I, shirt I wore. I see 77 Kiss. I see Ramones shirts. Obviously, I'm going to see all sorts of comic comic shirts, that sort of stuff. You mm-hmm. see people dressed in every type of cosplay you can imagine. Some of the most elaborate to the most basic costumes. Somebody came dressed as Daft Punk. Okay, isn't that... How do you... Okay, isn't that like not a real person? I don't know anything about. No, this. I think Daft like... Punk is actually two people. I thought, and they're they're like one of the um and and this is terrible, but I, I feel like they're like an uh, what EDM electro pop kind of thing. Yeah, but they're, they they had was... like the crazy masks and you know. Oh, okay. Maybe I got to look it up or something. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else or something else. Yeah, well, the, the, isn't there like Dead Mouse? Isn't there one like that? It also know, has. I know that, that name kind of means something. I don't know. Yeah, well, I was aware of Daft Punk because back when I was coming up with figuring out like this whole computer music thing, they were obviously pioneers, and so they were on the cover of almost every magazine I was reading. So that's why I was familiar with them. 
Um, and that's how why I recognized them when they came in. I'm like, oh, that's Daft Punk, you know, like, ah. and and I was uh, of all the cosplays that could have caught me off guard today. That's it, you know, like somebody coming in cosplaying is somebody musical. Like if somebody would have walked in as Gene Simmons, even though Kiss has comics, it would have still thrown me off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody coming in like dressed like Joey Ramone, like that throw me off too. Not another thing I'd 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 expect, but it's just it's it's just so much fun because everybody's just celebrating all the different things that they're into. And oh, it's it's a celebration of fandom. That's yeah, it. yeah, and they're so it it like literally this day at the Comic Con is what all the world leaders need to show up and be like, oh, fuck, look, all these people have completely different interests and they're all getting along. And they're all, yeah, imagine that. Wow, imagine wow, that. check yeah. this out. Yeah. This is what this is like? <laughs> you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. And you have that, like, people, like, with the jock mentality where they look down on people that go to these conventions because you're geeks, you're nerds, you're this, you're that, you're subhuman, you're whatever. Uh, okay, how, what's so different between this guy dressing up as Luke Skywalker to go to a convention or this guy all decked out in all his sports clothing and all that to go to a hockey game oh, or dude. there's every football game there's the guy all he's got is a pair of shorts and he's covered in blue <laughs> you know like sheldon cooper on on the big bang theory made yeah. a really important point to penny when penny told leonard to grow up because you know he's a grown man but he had all of this uh he reads comics and he has all these Batman statues and he was buying a time machine from the movie Time Machine and all that. She told him to grow up and then Sheldon Cooper stepped up and pointed out all of her Hey Kitty stuff. Oh, the Hello Kitty? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, And it's like, hello, that's right. That, that, that's right. The, the bottom line, what I'm saying here is everyone has their fandoms, yeah. whether it's sports, which I know all about that world. I'm a big sports fan. Okay, and then there's this, there's the geek world, I know all about that, I'm fully immersed in that, and then there's the metal world, which we're obviously fully, fully immersed in that as well, so I get it, I get it, you're, you're right, these little, yeah. these little conventions, people don't understand the thrill, okay, you probably never will, or you just haven't been to one. Well, but, in, you know, just to say, like, the, the different fandoms things. Like, obviously, I'm a huge fan of guitars and very specifically Fender guitars. And to your point about the sports thing, it's so funny because like, people that are into sports don't think anything of getting, like, an entire, you know, replica outfit of whoever their favorite sports team is. And especially in Pittsburgh, right, where, you know, we are a very serious sports town, Oh, yeah. And I remember, like, the one casual Friday at work where we could dress down a little bit. Like, I, I wore, like, one of my Fender work shirt things. And it just has, like, a Fender logo. And it kind of looks like the, the gas station shirt. And some guy dressed in full Steelers gear says, oh, oh, so I, I guess you, you work for Fender now. Is that why you're wearing that Fender shirt? I'm like, oh, so you work for the Steelers then? Yeah. <laughs> and he got so offended. 
like like immediately just like how dare you it's like dude like give it a rest like Uh you guys deck yourselves out all the time i like guitars raise up you know i'm like geez yeah yeah and if you think for for a minute that the celebrities okay that we all worship and all that like if willie stargill and george romero you know both pittsburgh people okay if they walked into a bar together, po- polar opposites, but if they walked into a bar, they were introduced, uh, George, this is Willie. Willie, the, the, this is George. George does this. Willie does this. I'll bet you those two guys, polar opposites, would sit down, have a drink, and they would be buds for life. Yeah, aren't they because both dead, that's, though? That's what mature people do. I know. I know Romero is, but that was that because you brought up Pittsburgh. I just brought up two Pittsburgh people. Well, but the irony here is, if they are both dead, it'd be even funnier if they both walk into a bar because they both be zombies. And you know, <laughs> they, they Romero, be. the original zombie. Romero, Romero for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the same thing, like with the metal world as well. Like you see everything like people online like guys guys from the underground bashing this band and all that they're a bunch of posers they're a bunch of pussies and all that no this 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 band is so much heavier and all that okay you you take one of these mellower bands i i i don't know like a current a i uh avenge sevenfold Okay. Okay. Which that that that's a band that gets a lot of abuse and all that from fans online, from Cannibal Corpse fans. Let's kind of use that example. Oh, okay. There we go. And, I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, Cannibal Corpse fans. If, that makes sense. Yeah. If you think for a second, if I don't, remember, I don't know any of the guys from Avenged. If they were at a festival, okay, and the guys from Avenged went over to uh, Cannibals trailer knocked on the door hey we want we just want to say hi have have a beer do you think for a second anyone from cannibal corpse or anything like that would go oh get out of here you poser fag like no (laughs) no no but this this stuff is all created by fans if it was black the ripper from the dwarves he probably would I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, at least for the publicity. Because remember, <laughs> like he he's famously in bar fights with everybody. With everyone. <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, got off a little bit of a tangent there. No, that's, that's good stuff, though. That's kind of what happens on this show. Just kind of a little, a little peek into our brains sometimes. So you had a good time today. Oh, it was a blast, man. It was so good. Right on, right on. Yeah, we have we have a smaller key. Not not the big festival festival. Not the big convention, you know, at the big Winnipeg Convention Center that brings in all the celebrities and you know, it's 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 one of the lower key in one of the ballrooms at one of the hotels. And I already ha- I got one of those coming up in April. And I've already got friends. No, it's no, let's go to this. Well, well duh, have we met? Like I'm gonna be there, like Get your butt down here. You know, for sure. For sure. What else you got going on? That's everything, man. That's it. Like, I can't, I literally can't remember if I've done anything musical this week at all. 
Um, but yeah, that was really the thing was just getting um, getting time at the at the at the con this week. You know, right on. We might have to switch the name of this segment from Metal Fix to Geek Fix. I yeah, think. yeah, that would be, just, that that would probably work. We just kind of uh, you know because at the end of the day, like we have we we don't like we have a sponsor. But they don't care what we do or say, you know, they're just happy to be aboard and we're happy to have them on. So we don't have to cater to anybody, which is that's always been the beauty of the show. We can do what we want, talk what we want, you know, play, you know, the music that we will that we want to play. We don't got to worry about catering to a large mainstream audience. So, but yeah, I guess it's all one encompassing fix this day and age and i'm good with that i'm good with that actually i'm kind of i never what i did today as we speak i didn't do anything as exciting as you did but mrs snowy and i we kind of made our rounds you know to bookstores to magazine racks to music shops and all that and you'll be you'll think this is really cool i grabbed a graphic novel called MonsterVerse Titanthology, where wow. it's a graphic, it's a graphic novel. Okay, and I I just I just brought it home now, but it's um, two stories about King Kong and Godzilla. Okay, in the universe, the same canon as Kong Skull Island and the new Godzilla movies. Rock on. And all nice. that. Yeah, I'm really interested to see exactly where in the timeline these two stories are. I'm flipping through it right now and I'm really excited. It's really cool. Like well, like like as a kid and as an adult, like love Godzilla, love King Kong. Both movies it's like oh, who do you cheer for? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm torn, but I always cheer for Godzilla. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I discovered them both around the same time as a kid. King the 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 King Kong movie in the theater, and then late the late night creature feature late show, the old God the old Godzilla movies, and then I was fortunate enough to actually see the original 60s king kong versus godzilla in the theater oh that's awesome when when i when i was a kid yeah just my local theater was airing all of these old 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 movies to give the kids something to do and all that so i was really excited about that went into sun, sun sunrise records i didn't actually hit any of my usual record store haunts to grab some vinyl or whatever but i did go into sunrise Okay, which is for our international li listeners, our American listeners, Sunrise basically replaced HMV, except there is a more, there is an emphasis more on DVDs and vinyl as opposed to CDs. And there's some merch and all that. 2014, and I was fortunate enough to catch this cool documentary in the theater probably about a year later when my local art house theater the cinematheque aired the documentary pussy riot death to prison freedom to protest and as you may recall pussy riot is a um, feminist protest punk band out of russia 
and they were arrested and went to jail for a while for protesting the Catholic Church in Russia. And it just, wow. it's just, it was an absolutely amazing documentary. And with everything going on, and like I've, like I said, I've already seen it. When I found it on DVD today, for the first time, it's like the metal gods were saying, "Okay, you have to get this disc today." Oh yeah. With everything going on in the world, I, it's it's still in its wrapping. I just I just I just walked home from my out, outing today, and uh, you know I haven't even had a chance to watch this. So when we're done here, I'm gonna slap it on. You know, maybe Saturday night isn't the time. You know, it's Saturday nights a night to party. You know, so maybe that's probably not the time to watch a documentary like this. But you know, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to it, considering everything that's going on in the world. Speaking of documentaries, okay, last episode, I kind of went into the uh, Mean Man, the Chris Holmes stories documentary oh, yeah, on, the yeah, yeah. on the Tubi channel. Once again, this week, I'm pissing around on Tubi, and I found this wicked doc called Bad Reputation. It was the story of Joan Jett. Rock on, okay. Okay, and it was, it's, it was pretty comprehensive. I'm not going to go into every little detail, but it started with the, with the formation of the Runaways, all the way to her forming the Blackhearts and uh, the, the Blackhearts um, record label. Her work with the Riot Girls in the 90s. I think that part of the Joan Jett story kind of like because people know Jett the most from the Blackhearts. Oh, oh, I yeah. love rock and roll and all that. And then they know her work from the Runaways and all that. She was such an integral part of bringing attention to the Riot Girls scene in the 90s. And I think Joe and Jane Average either don't know about that part or we kind of forget it. And all that, but no, no, she because she was obviously a big influence, you know, on bands like Bikini Kill, Seven Year Bitch, L Seven, you know, big, big influence on that whole scene. So it was so good to see her, you know, doing her thing with that, all the way up to like her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and her um, <laughs> her interesting relationship. With her manager and producer, Lagana, Don Lagana, I believe, Dan, Dan, Dan Lagana. Okay. Laguna. Okay, I'm never going to get his name right. But just seeing them on the documentary and just them talking to each other and bickering at each other like an old married couple. <laughs> you know, it's just, you couldn't help but laugh. It was like the honeymooners. Oh, yeah. It was the punk rock honeymooner. <laughs> You know, one of these days, Joan, to the moon. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone, and you, dude, like you, you have to be bad reputation. Great, great documentary. Check it out. Um, I need to this... start just texting you in the middle of the week when I'm having like Netflix fatigue. We'll say when I'm like, right. oh, I want to watch something, but I don't know what I want to want to watch. Okay, I'm going to keep bugging you and tell you all about these wicked docs and yeah. all that. <clears throat> yeah, I really need you to. Because Netflix is good. It 
there's it does not hold a candle to Tubi, to Shutter if you're a horror film fan, and just to YouTube. Like it 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 doesn't, you know. You know what's funny, man? I can't get into YouTube. No. Like it it's even like not the forefront of my mind when I need to learn something. Like like people are always like, just do go look for a video on YouTube. And I, I never I I don't know what the block is I have around it. But I'll tell you, like, um, man, my my son goes on there and he finds videos. And we have to police the heck out of them, but then he finds ways around stuff. Um, where they're just like these videos where they're not appropriate. I've asked him to stop, stop watching them and this sort of stuff. I'm like, listen, you know, we, we even took the YouTube app off his, um, his iPad and then he figured out a way around it. But Uh-oh. the funny He's thing is, like, he can't stop watching just trash that does nothing like nothing creative nothing take pushing the world forward anything like that then there's my daughter who goes on youtube and decides to reorganize our kitchen and keep in mind (laughs) she's 10 and it all looks amazing i'm like like and and the thing is like this is why you know this is exactly what we used to say in the 80s when people were trying to like ban anything right Right. well you know it creates violence and promotes this promotes that you know (laughs) you know there's parents who are well my promotes laziness look at my son yeah but look at my daughter like like there's good and bad there but just for for whatever reason i just can't get into it like even stuff that i like like i have tons of stuff that i follow all kinds of guitar channels i I just get bored, <laughs> you know. I I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And I understand. Like no, like because the last thing you want to do is get addicted to YouTube. Because there have been times just watching promotional videos. I start at like noon on a Sunday. Okay, just watching just rock videos. All of a sudden, it's dark out. <laughs> And it's not it's not even winter time when it starts to get dark at five. You know, it's like, oh my god, I spent all Sunday watching videos. Like, holy shit. And then you you're like you gotta give your head a shake. As my dad would say, Yeah, a friend of mine, her daughter, okay, who's like like a daughter of mine as well, okay. She like that's the way I think of her and all that. Um TikTok is her thing. Oh, so, yeah. So her mother uh, has to limit her the amount of time on TikTok and all that. I have a buddy our age who's really into TikTok. He keeps sending me videos. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I mean, you know, granted, he does find some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I'm just like, really? This is all you have to do? Because they're this, all this like 20 minutes long. You know, or 10, 20 seconds long, rather. Sorry. Yeah. Because it's yeah. all like, you know, short attention span theater. And I'm like, really? This is what you're spending your day doing? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a lot better stuff to be checking out. Like, like this really cool um, new solo record from Udo Dirk Schneider. Oh, yeah. I don't know exactly when. The release date is going to be, it's going to be soon, but 
the first single, and of course, this this new record from Mr. Dirk Schneider, he of Udo and Accept fame, he's got a new um, solo record out, all of covers called My Way, which that makes sense. Like, okay. First single is his rendition of We Will Rock You. Have you seen this yet? Have, no. you, have you heard this? Yeah. Okay. The way, okay, you know how Queen's We Will Rock You start with the. Yeah. Boom, boom, clap. Uh, okay. Boom, boom, clap. Yeah. Right. Well, this, his ver- rendition starts out with a guitar, and you wouldn't even know, okay, that it's Queen's until the, he starts singing. Nice. And it's like, okay, I can hear Dirk Schneider. That's his trademark voice. No one sounds like Udo. okay but i know those lyrics and that's queen's we will rock you and it's got the vocal melody melody along with and all that like you get it this is the way that um you do a cover song the video for it is fantastic it's basically and i'm not going to get into all the details because i want our listeners and yourself to go check it out but it kind of starts off in the first half where he's just, he's like a janitor, okay? And he's pushing a mop, he's mopping, listening to this rendition, and he's singing along like the mop is a microphone, and he's air guitaring to the mop and all that. It's just, it's fantastic. Seeing this old, this old guy, he's, he's gray, he's put on way too many pounds and all that, all that now. But to see him rocking out like that, this, it's like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> this is absolutely great. So I'm looking forward to this record. He's got, he does a, you know, he also does Led Zeppelin. He does My Way. Of course, Frank Frank Sinatra's, and he's doing Billy Squires' "The Stroke." Oh, nice! I have to hear that tonight. Let that be the next single. I have to hear that song now. Ah, ah! I can't wait. I can't wait till that record comes across my desk. It just kind of happens. Hasn't happened yet. Another really cool thing that I was introduced by uh, Mr. King Fowley from Deceased, actually. He posted something on his Facebook. It appeared on my timeline. Um, Apparently, and I didn't know this, and you ever have that moment where you know, okay, maybe it's just me, but when you, there's like, okay, I should have known this, and you don't, and you feel like a knob. You feel embarrassed even though oh, yeah. no one no one else is around. Yes. Okay, but you could just kick your own ass for it. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Well, there is. I don't know how many years now there has been the the Canadian traditional metal band Striker. Okay, we've had them on the show. We play every time there's a new record. We play it. It's a great band. Yeah. To hell with the devil. Stuff like that. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, part. Well, part. <laughs> Oh, striker, I, striker, striker! Oh, like right. an airplane, striker, like airplane, striker, 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 striker. Yes, yes. Well, apparently, the late seventies, nineteen seventy-eight, out of Seattle, there was a band called Striker. It's like wow. really, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it's just this by now, it's a seventies classic rock band they put out the one record and all that and it sounds like 
seventies rock and all, and all that. Not nothing really out of the ordinary for that era, but it's like, hey, this is kind of cool. I had no idea. Like, what the hell? Why didn't someone tell me about this sooner? Piss me off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to go on to the YouTube's and check that out as well finally how about some cool records that came across my desk sorry that was my drink uh, <laughs> spain's sepulchral sepulchral lol, lol, like i don't know it's probably like oh, I'm, i know i'm so <sighs> bad i'm so bad at pronouncing bad names and names and all that but sepulchral okay it starts you know like the band sepulchre the first half of the of the name starts out that way and then it kind of veers off but sepulchural their debut record from beyond the burial mound is available now from soul seller records i want to drop a track from that um as well this this cool band first of all i just noticed them pissing around while I was on Bandcamp and I discovered from Sydney, Australia, the Neptune Power Federation. Okay, I'm like, okay, what's this? This is kind of a unique name. Here, let's check this out. And it's got it's 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 kind of like a traditional rock, old, old school power rock, maybe from the 70s, that kind of has a tinge or psychedelic or sludge. Um, tinge to it really really cool stuff i was enjoying it their new record la demon de la amour is available now it's like okay we got to get into some of that but let's uh let's drop a track from that aforementioned sepulchral record now i know what you're probably thinking okay he's gonna pick the Necrophagia cover, Blood Freak. But uh, when I saw the title Tombstone Thrower, it's like, oh, what an awesome song title. That's a great title. That is, that is that not awesome? So let's go with that. This is Spain's Sepulchral with Tombstone Thrower.
mentioned Neptune Power Federation from their new record. Actually, their fifth record. What the hell? How come we never heard of this band yet? Le Demon de l'Amour. Great stuff, great stuff. That was the first single. Emmeline, go check that out right now. Every time you run into that new normie okay and they take one look at me and again i know you go through this because we don't look like lemmy we don't look the part no for the for, for the most part i i have band merch okay but i don't have a big mohawk i don't have a studded leather jacket i don't wear the studs the leather pants any of the usual punk or metal cliche I don't. I I'm not pierced, inked, or dyed anywhere. That blows people away. Like people expect me to look like Marilyn Manson. I mean, you know. I feel like you should. Well, well, I don't know. I might have got a lot more action in high school, maybe from girls from other schools. If I did, okay. But yeah, it 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 kind of blows them away because everyone like norm normies and Joe and Jane average like they kind of have their own idea of what metal is. And of course, everyone involved in the scene, involved with the music that is just touched by our beloved genre already, you know, knows what metal is all about. And it's not you know, and I'm preaching to the choir here, it's not what 
you know, Joe and Jane average or what Tipper said or your school teacher. I uh, just, we all know what it is and what, what it, what it means to us, but it's also subjective. Everyone yeah. kind of has their own idea of what metal is. Yes. It's the greatest music in the world. We know that. Okay. But there's a lot more to it than just a kick-ass song, a kick-ass record, a kick-ass concert. That stuff is just gravy to kind of like kind of what the the bigger picture of what metal is. So we decided, you know what would be a good idea if we just kind of sat down and kind of shared with our listeners what we thought metal is because I think you and I we're gonna have we're gonna kind of be ballpark some th same things but we might be thinking of our own idea something a little bit different as well but this is kind of this was kind of your idea so I'm gonna kind of turn the reins over to you and get us started well thanks man and I wanted to, I, I want to bring this up because like you said with the normies you know when you say you listen to metal some somebody's always trying to show you how hip they are uh, like <laughs> oh I, I i know what you'd like yeah this is metal and i'm like god no not even fucking close <laughs> you know yes. and it's oh, like you mean metallica <laughs> you mean slipknot you mean poison i'd be happy if they would have said any of those right <laughs> but for me and this is probably going to be like um blast me right off the gate but it's like all the lincoln park clones ah you know okay. you remember like once lincoln park hit which like they're heavy but they're so whiny i don't necessarily consider them metal it's kind of like if somebody gave blink 182 um a higher gain amp that's that's lincoln park to me right yeah yeah they were they were gateway new metal, just like Link Lincoln Park, Green Day, not Lincoln yeah. Park, um, Blink Blink One Eighty Two, Sub Forty One, Green Day. This is gateway to punk music right. for the kiddies. And we're all all great bands, but they are what they are. But like Lincoln Park has all these clones where they just got softer and whinier. So it so again, it just sounds like heavier Blink One Eighty Two, which. I enjoy Blink-182, but um, I've never been able to handle the, the Linkin Park vocals, and that's what, it's like everybody heard that, and they just love it and latched onto it. So for years, and they're like, yeah, listen to how heavy this is. I'm like, oh, yeah, hang on. Let me pull up Roots, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, you start with that, that wow, wow, and they're raising an eyebrow, and then, jing, 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 hurrah! bloody routes and then they're like oh <laughs> you know <laughs> and i don't even consider different. roots all that extreme but i just feel like it's a good starting spot for okay because you know there are people that are that are going to argue that roots was dangerously close to what was going on with corn and new metal right i was going to ask that i dude i was just going to make that point do you consider roots to be new metal no no not at all like i i totally get why people say it but no no because because roots is 
more primitive, more primal, more tribal, and more groove-oriented. Yeah, they were kind of embracing their South American yeah. roots. That's the way I saw it. That's exactly what they did. And, and honestly, roots is just the evolution of uh, Chaos AD. Like, if yeah. you listen to Chaos AD, the seeds were planted for roots, and roots is where we got the fruit, right? Fruit off the vine. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's the perfect gateway because if somebody's heard corn, then they can get it, you know. But, I mean, like, to me, Roots would be, like, if um, Twist was not just the one track on the record, but the record was mostly like Twist, you know, uh-huh, like right. off of um, the second corn record, which I do love Twist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a great time, but... So, you know, that that's where this comes from. So, so let's let's start by kind of setting some ground rules. So, just musically speaking, right? To to be metal, what what are your requirements? Well, it's it, it's got to have a certain and uh, okay, just cuz the word heavy. Okay, right. I okay, I've good. heard some I I I've heard some songs. Okay that were ballads okay yeah and it's like fuck that was a heavy song not musically okay but just the 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 theme to it it's just like watching a horror movie i i've i've seen movies that are just all all out gore fests yeah and they did nothing and then you see a movie like house on the left right Right. Okay. Yes. That movie was fucking heavy. Yeah. I, I spit on your grave is another yeah. one. That yeah. was fucking heavy. Okay. Yes. So not, not. Yeah, you will get that. Metallica's one. Okay. While wasn't a heavy song musically, the lyrical content, the idea behind it, was very heavy. But for something to be metal, it has to have that crunch. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, it 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 has to have the power behind it. It has to be it has to be that one <clears throat> one step up of classic rock or pop, or even like today's modern rock. Yeah, okay, it, it 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 has to be the that that step up. Yeah, it start it starts with the sound, right? The, the sound right. has to be commanding. And, and I mean, like, if we go back to, like, the blueprint for metal, right, with Black Sabbath, if you think about those early guitar tones, and, and I mean, they didn't have half of what we have today. And, I mean, by today's standards, they're probably still not heavy or near as distorted or overdriven as what we have going on. But, like, when you listen to the... Like the opening track, Black Sabbath, and that like even though it's not as heavy as I just made it sound, it sounds that heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the way the way they arrange it, the way the guitar is like, oh yeah, we're in for a ride here. Like like this is this is something's about to happen, you know? And and like in Sabbath, Sabbath is very polarizing, right? Because you have guys like Rock that love Doom but don't like Sabbath, which blows my mind. Yeah, well, Sabbath is the blueprint, the blueprint for all metal, not not just Doom. 
Yeah, but there's a yeah, lot yeah. of doom in Sabbath. Oh, there there definitely is. There, you know? there definitely is. But Sabbath isn't. Sabbath's not considered a doom band. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're you're right, you're right. That's that's a very good point. But like, I I feel like they they should be accessible to everybody, whatever their genre is. Because I mean, like, not only is that where we get like the doom slowness and and that, that those heavy fuzzy guitars. But that's also where we get the swing, right? Like, oh, like for sure. a heavy drum can swing, and that's different too, right? Because that, I mean, because that's not Judas Priest, right? Because Judas Priest, arguably metal, right? Very metal, um, super heavy guitars, and like this is where another requirement for me comes in with Judas Priest. But the vocalist has to be intense we'll say right because um there's a ton of power to rob halford's voice there is a ton of power to henry rollins voice but they are two different singers Mm -hmm. very very different singers right um but i mean if you look at like what priest is doing there's no swing there that is very straight ahead you know like like that is that that they they kind of took the the blueprint there for the the chugging rock like down down you know wow oh, for wah, sure wah, wah, you know that kind of thing so okay so it's we've got to have the heavy guitars the powerful vocals what drum wise what makes a metal drummer for you uh Oh geez, yeah, and like when you when you pre- when you presented this idea, I wasn't yeah. even thinking musically. I was I'm thinking about everything that else is going on. So you've kind of got me on my toes here, and I'm loving this. I'm loving this. When it comes to a metal drummer, okay, it's got to be a fast beat. Okay, okay, faster than usual. But like you said, you could mix it up with the whole doom sound and all that. And you need a kick-ass kit. Okay. 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 All right. Let's let's put it this way. Phil Collins is an absolutely amazing drummer. Yeah. He, he is during his time in, yes. in, in, in Genesis. Not. I love where this is going. You wouldn't know what an amazing drummer he is from his solo shit. No, oh, no. All his love ballads. Yeah. And all that. Phil Collins would be a great metal drummer. Oh, yeah. And he's got the kit for it. (laughs) Because he's got the kit and all that. He's just handcuffed by what he thinks he needs to do to sell records. You know, that's really interesting. I, man... And I and I wonder because I mean like he he's older now and somebody was saying that, that he doesn't sound the same so but I wonder if he physically could could still play the drums like what kind of metal drummer would Phil Collins make? Um, oh, because because he's arguably a phenomenal drummer. Oh, he is. You know? He is. He's just no one no one outside of rock connoisseurs knows what phil collins is capable of doing yeah. on the drums or at least in his prime and, but, you're, you're right it might yeah. be past his, his his heyday to go behind a drum kit and then just give it shit like tommy lee 
or a grindcore drummer would yeah. do. Like it's just he's just might not be able to do that anymore. Well, and and I would argue that we hear the Phil Collins influence in Charlie Benante, right? Like like in, in drummers oh, sure. like him because uh-huh. because like. I mean, Charlie was taking all sorts of influences from everywhere, but he's, man, he's got the groove, he's got the feel, you know, that sort of thing. All right, now, I am a bass player, and this may be blasphemy, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know how important the bass is to me in metal. Um, I've actually had, like, friends of mine... Okay, that were into metal. Okay, say to me that same question. They're they're like, you know what? I'm sure it's there, but sometimes I can't even hear the bass. Yeah, and it I gets said, lost. well, it yeah, but it's it's there. You're picking it up subliminally. So I told him basically what metal is without a bass is. If you were to try to make pancakes without eggs, it would be flat. You know what? That's a really great way of putting it. Because, you know, like Gojira that I saw back here in November. You really can't hear the bass on the records. But live? Holy shit, dude. Like that bassist Mm. is fantastic. (laughs) And then you get a bassist like Kronos. And his sound, it almost sounds like another guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and that's the thing is, like, I think why so many bass players identify with Steve Harris is you can hear him. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's also, I think, why, like, the rock players all identify with Billy Sheehan, because you could hear him. Now, Billy Sheehan, this is going to be blasphemy, while I am a Sheehan fan, I personally feel that he has the worst bass guitar tone in the history of bass guitar tones. Uh, okay. I thought you were about to say he's overrated or something like that. No, he's like, not overrated. Like, no, no. Fuck? He's he's phenomenal. But but his his and and, and I mean people study his sound and all that sort of stuff and they love it. And I'm like, no, I think his his bass guitar sound sucks. He's okay. one one of the greatest players in the world. But let's plug him into Steve Harris's rig, and he's going to sound way better. There we go. You know, and and that's the thing is, like, Steve Harris, Steve Harris to me, he's the blueprint for what a metal bass needs to sound like. So there's there's bottom end, there's, there's fullness there, but you can still hear the click. There's enough high end where you get the definition, and the bass can still cut through the mix. And not just give the low thud sensation, which is what happens most of the time now in modern metal, but it is still part of the overall orchestration, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So right now, now that we've kind of established these things, <laughs> right, would you consider the Rollins band a metal band? Oh, geez, that's, yeah, okay, that, that's one of those bands that, okay, because I'm, I'm really liberal when it, when it comes to um, categorizations and what is metal and all that, like, I've, I've heard, like, if you were to say Deep Purple, White Snake, Girl School, 
great metal bands, you might have a metal fan going, that's not metal. That's just hard rock or that's just I, Yeah, like, yeah. Because I, okay. I, like, Deep Purple, I could call metal, but White Snake, I'm like, oh, that's just more rock and roll to me. Yeah, it but keep is, going. but you had so many metal magazines and all that, putting them on the cover and all that. Because and, they're pretty. Like, and they they also had a lot of metal fans buying their stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna. I mean, if you can put Coverdale or Lemmy on the cover, who's gonna sell more issues? David Coverdale. I love Lemmy, what? but no no teen girls are like, oh yeah, Lemmy. It, yeah, in the yeah maybe from 1985 to 90 Coverdale for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, and, any other time, I think Lemmy would probably sell more. Uh, more well, yeah, more yeah, de- definitely in the later years, but but like yeah. in in the in, in the heart of the eighties, yeah, no. Oh no, yeah. Coverdale, Poison, Motley <laughs> Crue, these, these these bands were, you know, yeah, no, they they were definitely on point, especially with fans. So my bottom line: someone calls these bands metal and all that okay like fine fine like because metal is just there are just so many subgenres, and i guess maybe that's another point yeah. what is metal it's musical variety yeah because there are just so many subgenres. i've had so many normies over the years say to me oh, it all sounds the same Okay, then you're tone deaf. You either don't really know about it because you've heard, you know, you've only heard a handful of bands over the years and it's the same type of band because that's all you were spoon-fed. Okay, you don't know about the two dozen subgenres. If you think all metal sounds the same, then you think that rap, opera, and punk all sounds the same because... You have subgenres yeah. of metal that mix in those sounds. Well, where people get hung up is if the vocalist is screaming, it's all the same. Time. Oh, that's that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what it is. if if the vocals like anything yeah. like that, it's oh yeah, this all sounds the same. Like yeah, no, no, it's really yeah. not. No, you, you actually know, have because to. if we play, um, so so let's let's see here, so. Let's go back to our Roots example, right? So we, if we play Roots, but then we play Bathory, like, not quite the same, right? Yeah. If you can't tell a difference, then, yeah. 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 So, okay. So back to the original question. Rollins Band, uh, metal <laughs> or, or not metal? Um, okay. See, for me, that's... I can't get over knowing what a punk rock icon Rollins is. I can't get over that hump. But Rollins band probably has more metal than punk to it. But just uh, like to call Rollins metal and not punk, it's just it does not compute in my brain. Well, so I'm struggling to call the Rollins Band a punk band. Like, I honestly struggle to call Black Flag a punk band. Because I feel that Rollins and Black Flag are outside 
uh, like, like I, I get that they have very insane strong roots and ties to those to that genre and mm-hmm. but you know i mean that's where their work ethic comes from but i i sound wise i feel like they are taking so many different types of music and just making it heavy right and again it's the way they use the drums the way they use the guitars uh dude like when i think of well, um, at the end of Silence Record, right? And then, of course, Wait, which is the one everybody knows with Liar. Right? Yeah. But then, right after that, Get Some Go Again. Get Some Go Again's a rock record. But it's no <laughs> less fun for me than those previous two. <laughs> you know? Right on, right on. Well, he's he's a multidimensional guy. Yeah, there's there's just there's so much that goes goes on there, right? Okay, so so that that's good. That's it's good that, good that we're kind of stuck on that one, right? <laughs> so, um, I'm, like I have a whole list of like genres here because I want I just want to kind of pick stuff and be like, okay, do we consider this metal, right? Okay. All right. Um. So let's see here. Okay. So let let's go with death metal for a minute. Okay, very like, metal, yes. I, I feel like death metal has really, really kind of like like it feels like it went metal, hair metal, death metal, right? <laughs> you know, uh, well, thrash yeah. metal, thrash metal, death metal, right? Yeah, but yeah, because you had the thrash metal that takes like the punk, the hair, the the rock, all that sort of stuff. But then death metal, I mean, to, to be a death metal band, you have to have two things, in, in my opinion. Speed and growling vocals. Like, the voice and the speed is what makes it death metal. Right, right. And the tone as well. Like, there's there is there's kind of the, the death metal sound. Yeah. You know. But yeah, those, those, those are the key elements. All right. So, um, so... Slayer is listed as a death metal band. Will we feel that Slayer is death metal? No, never. I never. At one time, the first couple, and like this, this is, I'm going to have a lot of listeners right now and probably screaming at me through the internet. At one time, Slayer, those first two records, a case for them being black oh, metal absolutely. could, could yes. be made. And nobody argued it back then. Yeah. You know, because they were firmly entrenched. Because black metal was defined by the lyrical content and only the lyrical content. Yeah. So but even their early imagery, like, like I think you'd point out before oh, yeah. with the eyeliner. The down crosses. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. But even if you think about Carrie King's famous um, arm guard of nails. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Like that, <laughs> that, that, man, that, I see now that I say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, I'm torn because that feels death metal and also black metal, you know, it's, it's just so violent yeah. without yeah, I, doing anything violent. Like, I mean, it's, it's like medieval torture machines, you know, <laughs> just like, yeesh. yeah. All right. But I like, think, no, go that's ahead. all right. I think when Slayer finally, when everything came out in the wash, they were they they ended up being a thrash metal band. Thra- thrash is big four. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm good with that. Just a really kick ass thrash metal band. Yeah, I when I, like when I think of 
Repentless and even Rain and Blood. Just both those albums. So oh, yeah. Good. So R- good. Rain and Blood was the epitome of thrash. Yeah, it probably, really was. Probably one of the five greatest thrash metal. Any, you know, not... And if, if you're to make a list of the five greatest records outside of the metal mainstream, like R- Rain and Blood is in there. Yeah, in under 30 minutes. That's also another thing. That's another thing. That yeah. was so weird because we're not we weren't used to having cassettes the whole side being the whole album right but they did that with rain and blood now that like confused the hell out of me like mm-hmm. there's there is no side two to this it's kind of cool just, though it's the same you know you, you listen to the whole record and it goes by pretty fast oh yeah yeah and then you flip it over and you play it again goes by very fast as, yeah, it was, it was weird. As we make these arguments, though, when we think about the speed of that record, and you think about those vocals, like, yeah, I can, I can almost see them now as a precursor to death metal, you know. Oh, but, that's big influence, big influence. Uh, yeah, huge. Like but like, so take a band like Deicide, right? Like, Deicide, one hundred percent death metal. But at the same time, yeah. with the lyrical content, isn't that almost black metal? It's definitely black metal. It's definitely black metal. But what once Deicide, they they kind of broke in once they started gaining traction was during the whole early nineties death metal boom with the with the obituaries and the deaths, although death did, you know, in the late eighties as well. Yeah. Like you had those bands deicide was definitely in that conversation they were considered death metal they had the black metal um imagery and lyrics totally made them black metal and i don't know the last couple records that they put out like it's been a while no 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 shit i'm 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 not up on all my current deicide definitely i didn't know we were going to be talking about deicide or else i would have done a little better homework here but i'm not up on all my current deicide and by current i mean the last 10 years yeah oh yeah me either. Okay. i mean <laughs> a- after um you know him and kareen got married you know that that's that that's yes. when we honestly lost touch yes yes yeah. for yes, anyone who doesn't remember um our co-host kareen um got to interview glenn benton and that was a killer killer interview search mm-hmm. search the um the back archives on uh, radioactivemetal.org it is absolutely worth your time but um we had a picture of her and glenn and for the longest time um google had that is the number one search result if you search glenn benton wife you can yeah. see glenn and kareen you know she was benton's wife yeah yeah that was great that's that still kind of pops up every once yeah. in a while too. So like if funny. you do the Google thing, that that is going to forever haunt her. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and mostly because we're never going to let her forget it. Oh well, yeah, know. that's another thing too. We at some point we could. <laughs> I almost said stop being a smart ass. No, us <laughs> never. No, no, that's not no. going to happen. No, because no. I mean, you know, we're never going to stop texting. Really, hey, so do you guys say Grace or Hail Satan? You know. <laughs> that's it. You know, it's one of those things. But so, yeah. so now since we're kind of on the death genre, let me let me bring up this one, Fear Factory. Okay, um, 
because here's a band they were never a death metal band but their first record their whole audience was death metal fans because they were they they came from that scene they were signed on to road racer which was a which was uh part of roadrunner and all that Uh, okay that was the the people listening to fear factory were the death metal fans of the early 90s and they obviously did not have the death metal sound they had more of an industrial type type sound and as as fear factory continued you know to move along and develop their sound and their their musical ideas they definitely started to move away from the death metal scene to the point where some people especially the um uh what was the name of the record with Lin- linchpin was, was oh, the big scene. yeah yeah was that yeah. did you mortal did you mortal did did yeah, yeah 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 that 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 record really had them within the new metal sound and i'm like what why are you guys calling fear factory new metal and all that yeah. but they actually did did kind of fit fit into that and yeah uh, it just got to the point where i just i just kind of gave up if you want to call them this go ahead you want to call them this go ahead i just i saw fear factory as a band that started in the death metal scene even though they weren't and they kind of evolved into a more industrial band and that's probably would be accurate today i'm not 100 percent. yeah i was kind of curious where we feel about that so now let's go to a really polarizing genre. Uh oh. Adding the word core after anything. <laughs> the okay. The only time okay that core bothered me okay was when the words metal core started to uh be used to uh as i lie dying unearth it's 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 how about earth crisis what do you you consider earth crisis metalcore crisis is total hardcore see i'm i'm glad to hear you say that because that's how i feel about earth crisis Mm -hmm. and they're listening to me here's metalcore i'm like yeah no Okay, this this is kind of what kind of good nod at me though, okay? Because yeah. metalcore before because I don't hear any core in As I Lie Dying or Earth Crisis. I think even the first Avenged Sevenfold was yeah. considered metalcore or whatever. Where is the core? The core derives from hardcore. Right. Now in the 80s the mid 80s the original metalcore was almost like the crossover scene dri corrosion of conformity yeah bands like that that were you know spearheading that you either called them crossover or you called them metalcore and i was good with either and there's a there were a lot of other bands as as um, as the '90s came along, and you had bands like Earth Crisis, yeah, okay, 
that fit metalcore. Okay, but you you can't like Earth Crisis and Unearth, both great bands, not the same thing. Okay, you just gave me an amazing idea, <clears throat> and this will cement what smart asses we are. Uh oh. Um, because we're gonna start a band, and um, and are you familiar with the the, the band Beatallica? Oh my God! There's a word. There's a name I haven't heard in a long right? time. Yes, well, I know. But hey, Jew. Hey, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Sar- Sergeant Headfield's Motor Breath Pub Band, but um, mm-hmm. like they keep putting out these Metallica Beatles mashups. Like still, like I thought, fair was like a couple albums That's... and done. It's still a thing. Yes, very recently, I was shocked, and it—they've honestly gotten even better. Wow! Because like at first, I'm like, okay, this is cute, but then I was listening to last, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm really enjoying this. But I honestly didn't think like that gimmick that that because that's not a real band. No, that's that's kind of a joke thing. Well, like, yeah, I didn't think it had the legs, just like um, Steel just, Panther. Yeah, just doesn't have the legs to be a real band. That's why I kind of gave up after the first couple records yeah. because I've seen your shtick; it's done. I, I'm with you, and they they are still beating that dead horse, but it's it's coming <laughs> back to life. I'm kind of digging it. But uh, okay. here's what we're gonna do: like along that lines. We're are we're going to take the Beatles and make them hardcore, and we're going to call our band Applecore, uh-huh. <laughs> because Apple was the Beatles' record label, right? That's what I we're going to do. It. I get yep. it. Yeah, Applecore. Yeah. Applecore. Yeah. We're going to start that genre. That's us, <laughs> because you know what are we if we're not huge smartasses, right? That's right. That's I, right. I'm I'm digging that kind of an Earth Crisis. Meet, meets the Beatles type band. I'm exactly. down with that. Now, all right. Now, this one drives me crazy, right? Um, Mathcore. Uh, Converge okay. and Dillinger Escape Plan, two bands I love. Right. Love. I don't even understand what makes it Mathcore. I. I, I can hear the hardcore influences, right? Because because you can hear the Black Flag influence, right? Right. And but like Black Flag, right? It it's like a mutation of Black Flag because there's heavy jazz influences in there. Oh yeah, the time changes. Yeah, heavy. Just oh, for the sure. dissonance in the chords, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's like like some. And, and for anyone who's disagreeing with me, go check out um, um, pretty much any Miles Davis post kind of blue. Start kind of blue, but then just keep going and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, if that was a guitar, fuck, right? Like, that's what you're going to hear. So, like, I feel like we started to just make up these crazy fucking genres instead of just saying, like, oh, what do you think of Dillinger? Well, they're intense, <laughs> you know? And, intense and, core. Yeah, but they're like they're a different level of intensity than say a deicide. Oh, you know, definitely. which is also insanely intense, you know. No, no, I get that. I get yeah. that. M- Mathcore, like I get it. I enjoy it. I don't have a lot of that sub sub genres records, but yeah, no, it 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 has its own it 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 has its place. I mean, I, I just, love it. 
I'd never I call it mathcore. But yeah, I, I don't I don't like that expression, mathcore. Yeah. Like what the fuck? But that's where like so I I also hear lots of primus when I listen to bands like Converge and Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think Primus could be the precursor to Mathcore. Yeah. But then like they're calling Primus funk metal. I'm like, yeah, no. I mean he slaps his bass, sure, but there's yeah. really no funk there. Yeah. Yeah, they, I remember Primus during their heyday was kind of the it was the early '80s, and they they spearheaded a, t- a type of funk metal that yeah. some bands like Mordred kind of jumped on as well. And that I I remember that pissed off a lot of uh, underground metal fans because Mordred was a Bay Area thrash band. Okay, Primus, Faith No More, those those bands take off, and all of a sudden, the second record, Mord, Mordred is doing all this funk. Yeah. No. Okay. Like you're, like this is screaming, bandwagon. It didn't work for Mordred, and I don't even know what happened to them after that. They just kind of faded into obscurity. Okay, so. Since we're on the funk thing, what do you consider the infectious grooves? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, see, I didn't even think this conversation was going to be about individual bands and sub subgenres and all that. So you like I said, you got me on my toes. This is fantastic. I'll be honest, like I, I've kind of half had this swimming around my head. We're we're making all this up as we go. Like, like <laughs> this is just one of those things where it's like uh, what, this is literally like my dream episode. We've sat down, we've got a couple of drinks, we have a general topic, and now we are just, just riding go. the wave. You know, just go, yeah. yeah. Um, infectious grooves, definitely. It's okay. The plague that makes your booty move. It, it is. It it is the side. Okay. It 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 is exactly what it is. Like it's the side <laughs> project. I, I know that might not makes sense but it does kind of because like mike mike mirror suicidal yeah hardcore to the bone and all that but he obviously enjoys various different other music as well and infectious grooves was him getting that out because there's no way that you could have you know an infectious groove song on a suicide okay you had send me your money and all that okay right. but but that's but, as far as they could push it for suicide right right because you know. that was kind of a fun joke song yeah because it, it, it made sense and it worked so well but right. they, they couldn't do the rest of that infectious you, grooves you album. couldn't but you could do that with an infectious grooves yes if if once again you want to call it funk metal which i never really saw as a subgenre fine you want to call them a thrash band with funky influences? Fine. You want to call them a hardcore band that likes the funk? Knock yourself out. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, when I'm sitting down and I'm I'm listening to tunes, I I'm not I I don't care. I don't care about your subgenres and all that. Just give me a good fucking record. And Mike Mir has given me good fucking records so many since 1984 yeah <laughs> you know, like, there's nothing wrong with this brain 
Yeah. Yeah, such a good time. All right. So with that one, I say let's let's stick a fork in this and call it done. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I kind of have my idea, though. Oh, give me more what, then. Of, of what we were going to be talking about when you say, "What is metal?" You yeah. were just you you were talking about what we hear when we go to a concert when we slap on a record. Okay. Okay, I was kind of going in this sort of a different idea of right. what what metal is. And the first thing that popped into my head when you said, hey, Snowy, what is metal? Community. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think that is a very key word. Okay, now, I'm in a secondary market. Okay, where, you know, metal and punk and hardcore fans, we were a little more closer knit than Toronto, New York, L.A., London. Okay, I feel a very strong community within our hardcore scene, within our punk scene, which is basically the same thing, and within the metal scene. To expand that a little more, apart from everyone piling into the same gigs and having a good time where we all kind of want to know, kind of know each other, for the most part, when I say community, and we've all seen the, uh, the YouTube video of uh, two metalheads are in a grocery store, okay? One has a Morbid Angel t-shirt on. The other has a Napalm Death t-shirt on. And they kind of stop. And they look at each other. And they notice, oh my god, that's another metal fan. Yes. I'm a fan. And then you see those two guys, these two big burly metal guys. They're holding hands, skipping through the, the tumbleweeds or, you know through the fields a la the old little house of the prairie program i feel that all the time all the time like if if, if i'm in a mall yeah <laughs> okay like i was in a shopping mall today like i didn't look the metal thing if i was to see someone in a napalm death shirt i would be like yeah you, you do go realize to, yeah you and I are buds now just because you've got that napalm shirt on. And you don't get that with pop bands. You don't get that with sports. Okay, yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. Everyone loves the Winnipeg Jets. Okay, you get two guys in a mall together. They both got Jet shirts on. Okay, they're not, oh, my God. That's a Jets fan. No, you're right. You no. know, and and they're not skipping through the through the fields like it was Little House in the Prairie. They're they're not doing that. Pirates fans have a little bit more of that because the pirates suck. So if you're wearing pirates <laughs> gear in public, you're really a fan. Kind of kind of like if you're wearing your metal shirt in public, you know. So. <laughs> But you you know now that when I finally make it to Winnipeg, that we have to hold hands and skip through the fields of Winnipeg. 
oh, we will do that. Yeah. And no one would blink an eye because everyone would be like, oh, there's those radioactive metal guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we absolutely have to do that. <laughs> we definitely would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another uh, idea for what, for me, what is metal? Yeah. Is it's an idea. Tell me more. I it's, really like this. By what I mean of that is it's the anti. Okay. It's the anti-establishment. And it's the same thing with hardcore punk. Like I, I have, I feel, and I know even today there, there are, there is some segregation, not like it was when we were teenagers in the eighties, when all punks and all metal heads hated each other, except for me and a handful of my friends. Right. <laughs> okay. It's it's anti it's anti-establishment. It's anti-conformity because all the normies look at us, you're freaks, you're weirdos, you have long hair. It's hard to believe in 2022 that shit is still a thing. Yeah, because- especially with all the other things that we do accept. Like that's that's why <laughs> That's, that's where I'm always like, well, wait a second. Wait a minute. We've made wait, so yeah. much progress with all this other stuff. Yeah. Why are you still giving me shit over what's on my T-shirt? <laughs> what? That's yeah. right. That's right. It's just, it's just, yeah. Every, every, you know, everyone is so inclusive these days. Yeah. Like, why, why aren't metal and hardcore and punk? Why, why aren't we inclusive? But another part of me stops, puts the brakes on, and goes. Maybe I don't want to be inclusive to to your your idea. You know, maybe maybe I like I like separating. Like obviously, Snow is not my real name. Okay. What? No, no. <sighs> you know. Snow Snowy is Man. the guy that does this show that goes to shows, hangs out with metalheads, hang, hangs out with punk, and then there's the other guy. You know, which he has to mix in with society. He has to mix in with the normies and all that. And for the most part, apart from when I'm with both my family, my nuclear family, and my wife and daughter and all that, those those are the only times that I don't mind being that other guy. I'm sorry, but I hear nuclear family, and I go right back to the 50s and the atomic age. Well, so. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, bottom, bottom line, metal, punk, hardcore, I don't care if it's still 20, If I, I don't care that it's 2022. Maybe I'm old man, punk rocker, yelling at a cloud, telling the kids to get off my lawn. It's still, to me, it's anti-conformity. It's anti-everything. That's that's what metal is, and it, it's also that attitude, as well. well metal, punk, hardcore is an attitude, and, even and, in twenty And you're you're bringing up a really great point about the nonconformist thing, and because while while the while the go to insult is that metal fans are stupid or dumb or wh- oh, that, wherever we want to go with this, out of me. Um, most metal fans are very well read, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. not just all the standard things. Um, 
Like they're they're just they're very well read. You oh, know? definitely, definitely. And I don't. They're seeking out alternative literature and good literature, and you know. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I know very few. There, are, there are very few metalheads and punks that I don't want to talk to because I think they're total morons. There are very few, but there are lots of normies, jocks, truckers. <laughs> okay, that I don't want to talk to because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't say that about a lot of metalheads and punks. I can't. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an attitude, it's idea, it's a community. As well, it's an art form. Okay, you have the musical art. Okay, which we've already discussed, so I'm not going to get into that. It's it it's it's the creativity, okay, that goes that go like when you look at a pop record or a country record, and it's just it's just a picture of the pop princess, the pop tart, and it's just Ooh, pop tart. I like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I've been calling Britney Spears pop tart for years. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. It's just when you look at those record covers, it's just a picture of them. Okay. Like Mike Michael Jackson's Thriller. Biggest selling record of all time. No, no, I think the Eagles' greatest hits has since surpassed it. It was okay. just a picture of his face. There's you, no creativity to that. You know it's really funny. I can't believe until right now I never made this connection, but you're right. Every pop record was always like the, oh, the look at me, like the, the Rick yeah. Springfield with the seductive oh, look, God. you know, yeah. the, the, the girl posed just right. Uh, and Britney Spears albums, a beautiful girl. Uh, yeah. What? But, but let's think about something for a second. You know what punk band we gave a ton of shit because they had the exact same covers was the Ramones. Ramones. The Ramones and yeah. if you think about it, I'm like, Oh my God, you guys were poking fun of that. And we didn't even catch it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. like, like that's yeah. that, that, that just makes all there. Cause I mean, think about the one where the guy's like got his shirt up <laughs> and his guts hanging. I'm like, Oh my goodness. We missed the joke. <laughs> Oh, is that? That's even funnier. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. We're just like, when it came to stuff like that, Metal had the creativity, the the album covers, the artwork, the 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 graphics. Okay, even, even merch. And when you go, and I've gone into Metal, many stores, okay, that sold posters, flags patches metal always had and punk as well hardcore they they had the cool designs the cool artwork and meanwhile the standard rock or pop it was just a picture of their face and it's like like it's it's almost insulting to those fans because it's like like it's like the record company said well our fans are stupid Let's don't do anything that'll make them think well, or anything. Let's it, just slap a picture of their face out there. It, that, that That's the same thing that MTV did for many years. Don't make any videos. Don't air any videos that made you think. Just something that you can tap your toe to 
and you know well just whether anyone likes to admit or not though sex sells you know it does it does and when all you're doing is worrying about selling records that's what you're going to slap on there a band like dri is not worried about sales they want right. to make a living of it but they have something to say right no i'm with you but i just i i, I feel like we've kind of touched on to something where you know it, it it's almost like the dirty little secret like so let's go back to like the Harvey Weinstein, like like where everyone's like, oh, I can't believe that was going. On. I'm like, how did you not know? You know, uh-huh. oh, it's kind of like when you, when you look at pop music, if somebody's like, well, I felt objectified as a pop artist, and people are like, oh, that's awful. I'm like, well, you bought the cover, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like like you're you're really hitting on some interesting points here tonight about that. Like, yeah, yeah, I really see that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not to say that all all pop and rock didn't have anything creative. Molly Hatchet, all of those were total metal covers. Oh, those are great. Meatloaf, Meatloaf, yeah. the Bad Out of Hell album. I thought that was a metal band. Yes. I thought they were like another Judas Priest yeah. when I first, and then and then when I heard Meatloaf, I'm like. Okay, this doesn't sound like that scary Judas Priest or that scary Iron Maiden because I didn't know any better at the time. I was just a kid, hadn't discovered metal or punk yet. I was expecting to hear Meatloaf, you know. Yeah. And it 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 just it just didn't happen. Those are very metal covers. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic <laughs> art. But if you think about Meatloaf, they didn't have much of a choice, did they? Because if we go back to what we said about sex sells, um, nobody's buying Meatloaf's face. No, not at all. You know? that, that was uh, that. Okay, there was a time, and I'm glad you brought this up. There was a time, okay, in the 70s and 80s, Meatloaf was not a sex symbol. Christopher no. Cross. Do you do you remember Christopher Cross? Yes, I, I don't know if I can pick him out of a lineup, but yeah. I'm, I'm very okay, aware. Okay. Well, he was fucking butt ugly. He's but he sold a ton of records. Krista Berg. Do you remember Krista Berg? Don't <sighs> don't the, the Spanish train. Don't 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 pay the ferryman. No. No. Okay. No, okay. But this there was no sex appeal to this guy at all. Uh, <laughs> okay. But everyone flocked to their records and flocked to see fucking Billy Joel. Fucking Bud Ugly. Okay, no one could ever accuse Billy Joel of being a sex symbol. But he, he sold a ton of records. Yeah. Because that, that was the time period that Meatloaf was in where people enjoyed the music it, it was pre-80s and the 80s kind of spilled over into the 90s where it was all about the pretty boy oh yeah it was all it's all about the it was all about the pretty looks and all that so if you weren't good looking if you couldn't be good looking in a video then they weren't interested in you well and, look, uh, look at like a tom petty oh really fucking ugly yeah, yeah. but the guy you know, I've had a couple of Tom Petty records in, in my time and, and all that. And they are all fantastic, those ones that I did have and all that. 
he he fortunately continued from that time where you could be ugly and make good tunes and still continued. He kind of lucked out. Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. See, Springsteen had the sex appeal, though. Yeah, really? I it, don't know. Well, so, maybe, okay. Maybe. Uh, so, the Born in the USA record, well, also, like, what, what's the one where he's on the cover in the leather jacket? Is that Born to Run? Born to Run, yeah. Okay, so, Born yeah, to Run, I, I know, this is this is so much fun. Like, like we've gone places we never dreamed tonight. But um, you've got Born to Run, but then uh, Born in the USA, the, those two records, he was that sexy bad boy, especially... Because I, I remember, you know, um, a lot of girls loving the cover, right, for um, Born in the USA because it was really? just his butt. Remember uh, that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, I just I just never saw it. But, yeah, you uh, never okay. saw his butt? <laughs> well, no, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I get but, it. I get like, it. seriously, they were, like, all about that. Like, well, he's got such a great butt. I'm like, okay. I mean, he looked cool as hell. I got to give him that. But I mean, you uh-huh. know. Got to got to give him that. Yeah. But what would be cool is dropping a couple very metal tracks here. Um, let's go with Oh, geez, a couple bands that actually epitomize metal itself. The new Warrior Path record, The Mad King is available now. Check it out. This is Beast of Hate.
We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Dude, I didn't even know. And once again, you feel like a knob and all that, but the new wave of British heavy metal legends, Holocaust, are still around, still killing it, still showing the youngins how it's done. That is the title track from their recent album, The Elder Gods. Great stuff, great stuff. When I picked tonight's indie spotlight okay it was before the shit went down in the in in the ukraine and all that so no one can i don't want anyone to give me any flack for picking la hardcore band vintage war their latest release plague state available now once again this is a snowy discovery and by that what i mean by that it's not my friend's band it's not a local band it's not a band that we had a pr contact me hey hey snowy why don't you play the song okay this is a band that i went out discovered them on my own and i said dude we have to play them this is la's in tonight's indie spotlight this is la hardcore band Vintage War with Stand Up.
www.vintagewar.bandcamp.com. I'm sure they're up on Facebook, wherever else you might want to Google them and check them out. Really, really cool stuff. Well, my friend, once again, I, I, I never know, man. Like, whenever we sit down and we start having a conversation, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth, what's going to force shit out of my mouth as well. And it just makes for an absolutely great time. Thank you so much, not only for sharing your day with your family, with our listeners, but that, that was a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman... <clears throat> RadioactiveMetal.org, which we've mentioned earlier, because we've got a host of phenomenal music and interviews that you can go through. Um, rab Metal, no shit. Facebook.com slash Rab Metal. Uh, I, I screw that up every time. Um, at Rab Metal 666 for Twitter and Instagram, but we really don't post on Twitter. Um, find us on iTunes, find us on Spreaker, on Stitcher, We're pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us because we're also part of the fantabulous, and that is my word tonight, fantabulous <laughs> um, <clears throat> lifestyle podcast network, the Shining Wizards Network. And mm-hmm. thanks to them, we're also on Spotify. So if you look up the Shining Wizards Network, which is a host of lifestyle and wrestling podcasts and things um, we're there. A wrestling night in Canada is there. The host sounds just like Snowy. It's weird. It's like it's, weird, listen, yeah. it's like listening to a mirror. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> um, and and that's like like when I say listening to a mirror, like that gives me the images. If you've seen the Ghostbusters remake with the girls with uh, Thor, and right. he's like, do you like the one of me playing the saxophone or listening to the saxophone? You know what I'm talking about? Those pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I love that. Like listening to saxophone, <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's all the great places you can find us. And of course, if you just want to send us an email, radmetal six 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 at gmail dot com. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Once again, thank you so much to get us on out of here. Let's drop a track. Um, Possessor has a new record, Speed of Death, and Twisted Nerve Endings really caught my attention. Great track. We should go out on that. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Russian warship. Go fuck yourself episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
And what disturbs me is how is it possible that four boys from a decent ordinary society with a Christian background, a parent of two of the boys committed actions. And I say, what if the earth went wrong? As it can happen to these sort of chaps, for oh, goodness knows, uh, what's going to happen to even more vulnerable people? Yeah. 